0: You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> what Maybe we should right fill people in. <laughs> Look at this baby. Do a spit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't wait for the offer. <laughs> but it's fine, it's fine. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Rachel. I'm Alexa. And this is Moms Out Loud, and we have a little guest today. It's Forrest. Uh, He is going to be sitting on my lap and (laughs) nursing and playing and all that stuff. So if you hear him, just don't mind him. He is going to try to be as quiet as possible. But, you know, he's a baby, so we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll be all good. Yeah. So today we wanted to talk about newborn life. And we kind of just decided we're not going to do an intro today. We just want to jump right into the topic. Yep.
0: Yeah. So let's do it. Obviously, Forest is my second. So this is my second go around with all this. So we just thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about things we forgot, like what's kind of different, you know, all that kind of stuff. So let's just dive in and uh, see what comes of this.
1: So, yeah, so let's first start with, like, the first days with baby. And Rachel's a little bit fresher on this, obviously. <laughs> so, go ahead. Tell us what the first days with baby kind of consist of.
0: So, first days with baby should be at least, like, pretty chill. Um, I just kind of envisioned, like... A lot of sitting in bed, like snuggling with baby, having people bring me like meals and snacks and drinks, and um, just like getting up pretty much only to go to the bathroom or like shower if I wanted to do that, if I could help it. Um, So that's pretty much like what we did. It was so nice. My mom was here, and obviously Luke was here, and um, Roland and I would just like hang out in bed, and obviously Forrest was in there too. And uh, it's pretty chill. Just lots and lots of diaper changes, like so many diaper changes, so many spit up shirts and rags everywhere. Um, Your boobs are sore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because my milk usually comes in by day two, not even like by day three for a lot of people it is, but mine come in right away and then I have these massive boulder boobs. I call them botched boob job boobs because they're <laughs> horrifying. And uh, I literally just constantly am just pouring milk, like constantly. And I just like was wearing shirts and then I'd like, all of a sudden my shirt would be having a river down the front and then I would just get a new shirt. Or honestly, a lot of the time I'm topless because I'm it's my house and no one's here, so why not, right? Yeah. Well, and what I remember
1: from those first few days nursing is that it hurt. Hi. Like, you don't just look weird with the boulder boobs, but it hurts.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, it the, the boobs themselves hurt really bad. And I remember this time I swore that I had clogged ducts, mm-hmm. um, which I never experienced oh, yeah. with Roland. And I was just, like, bothering Alexa constantly and being like, do I have clogged ducts do i have mastitis like what the heck should i be doing and i knew like stuff to do but she did have me um start taking this one supplement and just like doing the normal like massaging and all that stuff compresses and um it turned out that those were just normal like milk ducts but it'd been so long that i forgot that that could they could be like that yeah (laughs) Because I was like, sure, felt yeah. on the other boob, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's the same on the other boob." And I've been freaking out about this for like four yeah. days. <laughs> so I felt like such a dummy, right? But you're sleep deprived, and you just want to like with nursing. At least for me, I just want to make sure in the early days it's super smooth sailing, because I feel like if you can set yourself up well for success in the early days, it can be smooth sailing from then on out. So,
1: yeah, I remember the first days; they were they were nice and. Yeah, you lost a lot of sleep. I would pick a TV show to watch because I was always up when everyone was asleep, and I would just be watching TV while I was nursing.
0: (laughs) What is always so hard for me is, like, obviously, you just went through, like, a marathon experience of giving birth, which is, like, really intense. It makes you so tired, and then you don't ever get to sleep again, basically. (laughs) Yeah, Because it's like constant, constant nursing. And the hardest part for me is um, in the first couple of days, I would fall asleep. Like even sitting up with the lights on in bed, nursing, in the middle of the night, I would still fall asleep constantly. And then I would wake up like with a broken body because I slept in like such a weird position where I started to have to have Luke stay up too. And he would read to me. Or I would read to him. And then I started (laughs) falling asleep while he was reading to me. And so I felt super bad because it's like I'm making him stay awake and then I'm still asleep. (laughs) But that way, at least one of us is awake so that when baby's done nursing, um, we can put baby down and I can lay back down.
1: Sure. That's why we just started co-sleeping because... Which I know it doesn't work for everybody, but for us it worked.
0: No, I mean put baby down in And I could just kind of move over. Yeah, we put baby down in bed. Oh, us. okay.
1: Yeah, because I just would nurse on my side. So, like, if it was something where I was like, you know what, I, I can sleep during this nursing session, I would just move over to my side, give baby my boob, and then fall back asleep while I was nursing. So, so.
0: I can't nurse on my side. I don't know why. I have never figured it out to where I can be comfortable. When I nurse in the middle of the night, like even right now, I lay on my back and then I put a pillow under my arm, like starting at like my shoulder. So basically it's touching the pillow that's under my head. And I just like put baby down in my arm, like crease, almost kind of sideways. Like I tuck his one arm under my arm And then latch them and he kind of like snuggles into my side and nurses like that. So I don't know why, but that's okay. like how I've done it with both of them. That's the only way I can like comfortably sleep and nurse. Yeah. But yeah. Um, when they're very tiny, it makes me so nervous because my bo- when my boobs are still huge and scary, um, that they'll yeah. smother themselves in my breasts. And I know they won't because they have that little like breathing pocket, but... still weirds me out so like now it's no big deal because he can like push up and like move his head and I don't care but
1: yeah no I I hear you on that um and sometimes I would like if one of the other kids were sleeping with us as well and I knew okay well there was a chance of like an uncomfortable situation yeah then yeah I would just get up and I would get in my rocker and I would put on my ipad (laughs) And I would watch Grey's Anatomy. It was awful. No, that's not (laughs) awful. But it kept me awake for whatever reason. That show would keep me awake, and I don't know why, but...
0: That's amazing, because I even try, like, playing on my phone, and it won't keep me awake. I will just wake up with my phone, like, on my chest, like, two hours later. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm broken. (laughs) Well, you've...
1: You've always been really big on sleep.
0: Yes. So you
1: were always telling me, I don't know how I'm going to have a baby. I I can't lose sleep. So maybe that's just like our different bodies. It's like I can live with a little bit of sleep and then
0: you're just like, nope, your body's just out. I can't. can't It's so, it's so bad. (laughs) Like Luke and I had just gone camping and so we probably got like four or five hours of sleep. But also, sometimes we get that sleep anyways. But for some reason, like, I was so tired where I was just, like, laughing hysterically and, like, on the verge of tears, like, within seconds just because I was so tired. And Luke's like, you don't sleep all the time. Like, how are you this tired? And I'm like, I don't know, but I'm taking a nap. You know what I mean? Like, I I just can't. I handle it (laughs) really bad. I don't know why. So, yes. Yeah, that's definitely a transition. But I will say... um, One big thing is when we first had Roland, we, uh, that was the hardest time in our marriage ever was having a newborn for the first time. So I just remember like the nights were what was so hard for us because we would be really sleepy and when you're sleepy, sometimes you're mean, you know? So we would be yeah. like really short with each other. For sure. <laughs> and I would be like, just like, just get him, just do this or vice versa or whatever. And we would be like so cranky at each other and it would like put a really big strain on us. So be, but because we knew that and we knew that was a really hard transition period for us, we like actively tried to be better about that this time because we're like, we're going to be tired. We're going to be mean. We need to give each other like a lot of grace and we need to be more mindful of like our words even if we're sleepy because words can hurt yeah so um that's been nice that that's been like a lot easier of a transition this time and I also think once you have done like years of constant interruption during your sleep then it's like oh nothing new here you know (laughs) yeah yeah
1: (sighs) no yeah and yeah I'm I'm on the same page with you. It's like once you have kids, marriage becomes – it. it's just different. It's very different. Yeah, and when you're waking up all the time and then you can't really read each other's minds, but both of you guys are tired, it's horrible.
0: It's horrible. <laughs> but it does
1: get easier. Like you said, it does get easier because then you're kind of prepared. Maybe um, parenthood isn't as – tiring because you get the second and third and you're just kind of in this habit maybe of like you're, you're used to losing sleep and you're also used to working together with a baby
0: yep yep
1: you know you're like oh I remember she likes me to do that or oh I remember he likes me to say this to get me to help or to get him to help me you know so yep it it works out easier it does yeah the more you
0: have it does and also like I think it helps too if you don't have a huge gap but I mean I don't know because I've never had a huge gap between children but I can't imagine like going like seven years learning like oh I can sleep all night long and now I'm like 35 and then you wake up with a newborn and you're like what have I done like, what have I done?
1: <laughs> yes, but at the same time, okay, so yeah, so restarting, I could totally, I see that in like a lot of moms. It's like, they're just like, I can't believe I just started over, <laughs> you know, like I was sleeping through, a, through the night. But at the same time, the gift of age and knowledge and wisdom, like the way that your marriage is, you know, seven years later versus like newer, um, I see parents are a lot more calm, and they raise their later children a lot differently. Yeah, and
0: it's really neat to see. I believe that. I it's really. I neat. do like. I wish you could have seen my face when you were saying that because I literally had a bewildered face. Like she's insane, um, <laughs> but only because all I can think of when you're saying stuff like that is like, no, I'm gonna be free. I'm going to be free. And, and I know that sounds so bad because I, I'm actually, I really do think I'm b- like blessed to be one of those people who knows how to cherish the good old days when you're in them. And I'm not saying that makes me like a yeah. perfect mom or anything because it doesn't. But it does help me to constantly be like, don't forget this. Like pay attention and love this. Enjoy this, you know, because... Yeah. Usually you're like, I'm tired and I hate you guys. Leave me alone. And then 10 years down the line, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, remember when you guys were babies? Let's have more, you know? And I just want to like go to restaurants by myself in 10 years, not like have a baby again. You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know that yeah. sounds so I know. We're, selfish. We're but total opposites on this. I know. But I know. Yeah, no, it, but I understand where you're coming from. But yeah, it's just, just looking at it from just what we were talking about with just the marital changes. I just, from what I see, I mean, whether you choose to have a baby or not, but if you do have a baby, just marital wise, I see that it's easier. Oh, I,
0: I, I totally (laughs) would believe that, especially because if you're like you and I, where we both had babies pretty early in our marriage, that doesn't give you terrible, like a terribly long amount of time to grow in your marriage. Before you, like, throw that wrench of parenthood in there. Um, And so I can just imagine, like, after having, like, years of experience under your belt, it's just that much easier. Versus you're married, you're figuring out your marriage, and then you have a baby, you're figuring out parenthood, all while trying to balance continuing to grow and take care of your marriage. Um, Which, in my opinion, should always be the most important thing. Because... As a child of divorce, and um, just like my family's... (laughs) This sounds so bad. If any of my family's listening, I'm not trying to be mean, but we do have a longstanding legacy of divorce in my family on all sides. So, like, marriage to me is so important because I know the harm it can do to grow up with either not having, like, a loving relationship to see or to see an unloving one, you know? So, like, to Luke and I, like, I think the best thing we think we can give our kids is to see, grow up seeing a mom and dad who want to spend time with each other, who want to invest into each other and who, like, have fun and love each other and just, like, I, I, we, that's so important to us. So, like, even when roland was a newborn and we were so tired and we were so cranky and we were just like being so snippy we would stay up for like an hour every night after roland went to bed which with a newborn is pretty much unheard of in my opinion because you want to go to sleep yeah and we would talk through hard stuff and it sucked because i was so tired and so cranky and i was like can't we just deal with this in 10 years when we sleep more (laughs) But I'm so glad we dealt with it then because it's made this transition that much easier and also has grown our marriage substantially, so.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's kind of having to do with newborn days, I guess, but (laughs) not entirely. But basically, like, if you don't work on your relationship in the midst of newborn days when they're really hard on you, it's not going to get easier, basically, is what I'm trying to say, I think. You
1: know? Yeah. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. I, I'm i not going to get into a marital talk right now. No, 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 no. Yeah. They, yeah, they for sure don't.
0: Um, I also wanted to so. talk about, like, the postpartum period, like, the second time. Because I feel like once yeah. you have, you know what to expect, it's a smidge easier. Like, I made a crazy list on my phone of all the things I was going to do to prepare for that postpartum period. And I even sent the list to Luke because I said, when I have the baby, the day I have the baby, I am not going to remember to look at this list, but you are going to look at this list and you're going to make sure that I do the things on this list every day during my postpartum period. <laughs> wow. And okay. W- what is this list? You know what? Let me pull it up. Um, But I, I okay. had, it's not super long or anything, but I... I wanted to make sure that my postpartum period was so smooth because I was so like on top of it and I think I did a really good job so here it is right after birth this is I have like a whole big list of like what to do during birth all this stuff but right after birth I said use after ease which is a postpartum tincture to help with um, after paints so I said like okay give me after ease which they did. My doula gave it to me right away, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, Drink Calm Magnesium to help with that first poo because if you are not on top of making sure everything's ready to go down there, your first poo will hurt like giving birth again, I've heard. Uh, I don't remember with Roland that clearly, But I want to say it wasn't awesome. So I wasn't trying to do that again. (laughs) So I was like, give me magnesium. Also take a probiotic. I needed to take a probiotic to help with that as well. And then use my perennial spray. Use clary sage oil on my abdominal like muscle area and stuff to help with shrinking back my uterus as well as nursing. And then using nipple butter right away so that I didn't get cracked nipples again. And then put on my postpartum wrap which I didn't do on the first day, but I did on the second day, I believe. So I just wanted to make sure that we were good to go because the first, so I didn't curse at all during my birth, but when I sat on the toilet for the first time after giving birth, that was the only time I cursed. (laughs) And my midwife was literally cracking up because she was like, I didn't hear you utter a curse word your whole labor, but as soon as you go pee, you curse. And she was yeah. just like, she was laughing and she just, she thought it was like endearing because she's like, oh good, you are a human, you know? Um,
1: yeah. And, I, and yeah. I thought that
0: was so funny because me just like giving birth, whatever, going pee and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: but oh, I was man. so scared to go number two, but... With all my preparation, I will tell you, it was lovely. And you should follow that list too if you're going to give birth because it helped immensely. So not with the P, but...
1: When I like, I like your healthy alternatives too because I go back and forth. I mean, well, I used to go really back and forth with like being crunchy and not being crunchy. And usually around birth time, I'm like, just give me the strong stuff. You know, so when I had um, after ease. Or after birth pains, like especially during breastfeeding because they get – the contractions get worse when you're breastfeeding every kid. Yep. And, um, yeah, and so I would just pop <clears throat> that Tylenol. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, so
0: I don't want to make it sound like I didn't take Tylenol because that was just my list. That's not, like, all that I did. Because my after pains okay, were Okay, okay. S- I was like, man, Rachel, no, you didn't that would be anything. really <laughs> impressive. So my afterbirth pains with Roland were excruciating. So I knew that okay. with my second, it was going to be 10 times worse. And guess what? It was. And I wasn't in the hospital, so I didn't get them to – like when I was in the hospital with Roland, I was like, he's out, so give me the good drugs right now because this is a hospital. Yeah, You have them, you know? Yeah. Um, so with Forrest I alternated I think Tylenol and Ibuprofen, Advil? I don't remember. Whichever ones you're supposed to alternate. Yeah. And then I sat with a um heating pad on my uterus twenty four seven for like four days. Or else yep. I would have died. So
1: Yeah, three to four days. It's like intense. Yep. And it, but at least you know it's doing its job. Like your yes. body's doing its job. Yep. But, I agree. <laughs> but it's raw. You don't wanna feel any of that.
0: I did want to talk about one really random thing that happened in the newborn stage this time that didn't happen last time. (laughs) So obviously after you give birth and you do delayed cord clamping because you want baby to get all their blood into their body, you clamp the cord, right? And they do actually a plastic clamp. A lot of home births, well, at least in my experience, like my other midwife, she wanted to do like a little like rubber loop for okay. the cord but that's like the traditional way of doing it like the OG way but it's made out of latex and I'm allergic to latex so they don't ever do that with my babies oh. and this midwife I said like hey if you want to do the rubber loop like you can't basically and she said oh like they tried to teach me how to do that forever in school and I am so bad at it so I just do a clamp and I'm like well perfect so they clamped his cord. Everything was clean. They cut it. And then when she came back for her 24-hour visit, um, she took the clamp off because usually yeah. it's like dried enough where they don't have to have it because it irritates her skin like because it stabs them usually in their clothes <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. she took it off. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it like looked pretty juicy still kind of, but we were like... Oh, but it's not oh. bleeding like it looks pretty dry, so it like it'll be fine. Well, it started bleeding again later in the day. Oh no! And we were like, "What in the freaking world?" Right? And so yeah, we like look at it, and it looks like herniated almost, like it's standing at attention. It looked not to be crass, but it looked like a male reproductive organ. Okay. And okay. it was so weird because I was like, this is horrifying. This looks like it needs to be clamped again, honestly. Um, so we like sent yeah. her pictures and everything and she was like, I can come back and clamp it um, because that's so weird. Like she said she'd never seen that before, which is so insane because she's been a midwife for so long and she even sent it to a bunch of her
1: and doesn't make you feel good right
0: (laughs) right she sent it to a bunch of her midwife friends and they were like yep never seen that before and i'm like oh my gosh wow right so they said it looks like there's just blood like a little bit of blood flow still going in there so it probably should have been clamped longer so i was like how about we just tie it off with some butcher twine and To make sure the bleeding stops. Because it wasn't like gushing. If it was gushing, obviously we would have went to the hospital. It was just like a little drip. Like at the tip, like you could put a tissue on it and it would get a little bit of blood on it. So we tied it off with butcher twine. Well, Luke did because I would have thrown up because it was horrifying to me. (laughs) And also it's weird. Like I know it doesn't hurt them. Like he didn't cry or anything. I know it doesn't hurt them. But still feels weird. It's like you're trying to put a freaking tourniquet on their belly button which seems weird to me
1: yeah so
0: luke tied it off and it stopped like no more bleeding happened and then it just like dried it like shriveled and dried out like normal with that isn't that so weird and i told her okay, like it's, right. since the bleeding stopped and it, like immediately like started looking more like limp because of that we like sent her pictures and she was like, okay, like if you're comfortable, like I'm not going to come back and clamp it because it's doing the job of the clamp. And I was like, yeah, it'll come back. Cause she lives really far. So yeah. yeah. And she just said like, keep me updated. And I was like, okay, but what about that? That was really gross That's and so scary. <laughs> <laughs> and literally it was, so, that is so weird that it was still like working. Yep. Isn't that so strange. And it's just, she said like his cord was so thick and like juicy compared to like most cords like almost like a double wide like that thickness which is so insane his cord was really short and really thick um and he
1: could it be all the things you took during pregnancy like vitamin wise for your um for your autoimmune
0: no. Disease? I don't think so. Because she no? says like there's certain it's just random. So there's certain I mean it could be, I suppose, but there's certain things they can tell like so I don't know if you knew this. But if you take a lot of Tums during your pregnancy, it can calcify your placenta. And mm. they can tell like when you give birth, they can look at your placenta and see if you took a lot of Tums or not, if your placenta is calcified, which is so funny because like Weird. with Roland, he was a t- total Tums baby. Um, And then with forest, I found a more natural alternative to Tums that works so much better. And they said like my placenta was beautiful. No like calcification or anything. But yeah, they said like they've totally like seen people who are like, I am so crunchy. I never do anything. Not natural. And then the baby's born and they're like... Yeah. so you never took tabs and they're like no I would never and they're like okay well this is totally calcified but okay
1: <laughs> that's something else
0: you're taking I guess. right yeah so funny um but I think it's just one of those weird things you know like that's just the way the core yeah. developed the only thing I take for my thyroid is synthroid so I don't know like and like so many people are on synthroid because half the population has autoimmune anymore so We'll yeah. talk about that another time. <laughs> One other thing that was like new with Forrest was, so when we had Roland, it was like immediate love response. Like he was born, we were obsessed. We were like, he's perfect. We love him. He's the best thing ever. Excuse me. And when Forrest was born, same kind of initial response. We were like, we like, we love him. He looks like an alien, but that's fine and um <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we were just like so excited that there was like a new person in our family but after birth like once we're all like in bed like chilling luke and i are like who is this tiny baby which was so strange and kind of weird we were like okay are we mean like are we bad parents because Shouldn't we be, like, gushing over him? But he honestly just felt like a tiny stranger, like, who, like, moved in with us. And we were like, but who the heck are you? Do we want you to be here or not? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And it was so weird because, like, obviously we loved him. It's not like we didn't love him or anything. But it felt like we didn't, I don't know, like, we weren't, we loved him, but we weren't in love with him yet if that makes sense, which was so, so, so different because I don't know, like the birth experience in itself was just so amazing and special and like empowering that I just kind of assumed like, oh, well, as soon as you give birth and you have your baby, you're going to be obsessed and love your baby. And it's just going to be so easy and natural. And I've heard a lot of people say like, that's not the case all the time. So when that happened to us, I was like, this is so weird. But I knew it was normal. It just felt very weird and different. Um, But but yeah. by day three, like, we were pretty sure of him. Like, we were like, okay, like, you can stay. Obvi- <laughs> yeah, I guess you can stay. I guess stay. you can stay. Obviously, he could stay because I gave a lot of effort for him to, you know, grow and be alive and be born. So, but. Yeah, yeah. We just weren't sure about him. I,
1: I'm in pain over you, so. <laughs>
0: yeah, my hips. I'm going to have lifelong sciatica so if you don't stay around so that I can tell you that that is your fault then (laughs) what do I get out of it yeah (laughs) just kidding
1: yeah no but our feelings after birth are so weird sometimes and it's not talked about enough I think it's talked about a lot more now which is great but yeah our feelings and our emotions after birth and like having a new baby in, you just like assume it's going to be one way. And sometimes it's not that way. And so with our, with our first, so I had a different experience. It was kind of like swapped Um, with our first with Eric. It was like, I didn't bond with him when he was inside me because I just felt Like, I mean, I was excited to have him with us. Well, yeah, of course. But I didn't really see him. Like, everyone kind of touches their baby and it's like, oh, I can already feel him. And, like, they put a person to that, the name kind of thing. And I didn't do that because I was just like, I just want this thing out of me. Like, that's just the, the feeling I had. And then when he was born, he cried so much. And... um different factors go into why he cried so much, but I was like, no one told me that babies cried this much. And now that I've had two other children, babies aren't supposed to cry that much. Um, That was just Eric (laughs) and he had colic and it was just horrible. And so I want to say for weeks, maybe I was going through a little like postpartum depression because of all these events that were happening, but he was just, I was like, I don't want this thing. (laughs) I don't want this baby. You know, and there was just these feelings of guilt because you're like, I'm supposed to love this baby. And there would be moments in the day when you when you looked at him and it was like, oh, I love him and I'm obsessed with him. But then most of the day it was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know. And this is horrible. (laughs) And and so, yeah, and it took a few weeks to where it's like, okay, you belong here. This is you being a part of our family. Spirits kind of lifted. Um, We started figuring things out on how to deal with the colic, how to work together better, like in our marriage and like as parents together and things got better. And then, of course, it's like, you know, if you ever followed me like on Instagram or anything like that, I was obsessed with him and I would post like the most random pictures. Like, I'm like, why did I post that picture? But it's just the mother's love of he didn't. I, for whatever reason, didn't think he looked like an alien. I thought he was the cutest thing ever. And, um, yeah, just a mother's love, you know, comes out.
0: Oh, it's so true.
1: Yeah, (laughs) isn't that crazy? It's like, my baby's cuter than everybody else's baby. No, it's not
0: true. And we will always remind Um, you of that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, uh. Yeah, but then with Angela, it's like she was born and it was just like this peaceful thing. It's like, oh man, she just completed our family. It was like this girl that we wanted and she was just so good. And um the breastfeeding experience went well the first that this second time around. And yeah, and everything just seemed like really good. So Which is so yeah, amazing. So, so different. Such yeah. different experiences, like emotionally and with personalities of babies too so. yeah
0: yeah well yeah, okay so what's weird. kind of interesting is my babies have like the same personality sort of like they the, my babies are always like so happy like so happy just smiley little things they cry babies cry right and Forrest cried yeah. a lot more than roland simply because he had thrush for we battled it for for oh, months Oh no, yeah um, But it's cleared now, thank goodness. Uh, But that made it very painful for him to nurse. So he cried a lot with that. So that was very, very difficult. But that was an extenuating circumstance. It's not like he was bad. It was that he was in pain. But he cries so much louder than Roland did. Um, (laughs) To the point where, like, when he first was crying as a newborn, Luke and I were like, why is he so loud? like oh my gosh can you turn down the volume a little because Roland like cried but he would be like man you know what i mean and force is like Meh. yeah and we're like oh my gosh dude like we can hear you <laughs> yeah yeah which is <laughs> we're right here so funny because it's like <laughs> like uh, yeah obviously different volumes for different voices but yeah it's just like something you never think about cuz Roland was like just the most chill baby, so happy, so chill. And then as soon as he could move, he hasn't stopped since and he makes me crazy. But I love it. But Forrest, it was like (laughs) so smiley, so chill until he was hungry. And then he'd be like, oh, I'm hungry, but I don't want to eat because it hurts my mouth. And I'm going to scream in your face. And that was really hard. And he would only nurse if I was standing so, have fun oh, standing, God, holding a freaking 18-pound yeah. newborn yeah. for hours yeah. of the day. My back was broken. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I,
1: but isn't it so funny, funny, too, like, when we look at both of our experiences, it's like, it doesn't really matter if you have a good baby or or a crying baby or whatever. That doesn't really affect your emotional state.
0: Well, it does you when know, they're crying. <laughs>
1: But like overall, you know, you can have like, you don't want to feel guilty. Like, I guess I'm just putting that out there for moms. It's like, even if you have a good baby and you're feeling like, man, I feel really guilty about how I feel about this baby and coming into the world right now, you know, give me a few days. um, We don't need to feel guilty about that. Like our emotions are
0: ours. Just this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just something that sometimes you just don't understand until you look back. That's why I personally think it is
0: so important that in your first days after you give birth to the people that you allow, if you allow anybody at all, um, to be around you, that they be very close to you. Like, not like moms, dads, uncles, aunts, cousins, friends. Like, like if that's what you want to do, that's all fine and dandy. Obviously, please do whatever you want because I am not your boss. But... Let's say you're so social and you're like, obviously my random friends from high school who want to come see my baby, you should totally come to the hospital. But then your baby's born and then you're having a hard time bonding and those days of bonding with your baby, the first like couple of weeks are so important for bonding. And you're like, hmm, I'm having a hard time nice. and I never get to hold baby because I invited 300 people and I am embarrassed to express this vocally to anyone because people will judge me and be like, you should love your baby, blah, 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 um, which is just obviously ignorance. But yeah. it's like if you don't give yourself that space, like you don't know, like you just don't know how to respond. So let's say your baby's born, you're in love, you feel happy dandy, then go crazy, invite whoever you want. But like maybe it'd be good if you just initially make that space so that if you're not feeling so great, you have the ability to not invite people. And to just really try to like (laughs) bond and figure out, process the experience, process your emotions and not just like stuff it down deep inside to deal with later because I don't recommend that ever with anything. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And sorry, I laughed just because I look back at my experiences and and I'm just laughing.
0: No, no. I know why you were laughing. (laughs) And I'm
1: just like, yeah. So, yeah, and we've talked about guests after newborns and even if you love the love these people, it's it is this huge transition that you're going through in your life and you're bonding with a baby and there's all these new things and so you just have to be gracious to yourself and give yourself what you need even if it's not what other people need. So,
0: yeah, people will get over it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they will they will like it's it's one of those things like it's just a, like a boundary issue where it's like you could be like oh well I need to do what's going to make them happy or you can make space for what you need and let them deal with their own emotions you deal with your needs yeah. and your emotions and they can deal with theirs because they're a grown-up so just saying yeah. <laughs> yeah and if they choose not to just healthier all around that's not on you because they need to grow emotionally so <laughs> anyways
1: <laughs> I, I yeah I think we did talk about all this in the what was it was at the boundary episode oh yeah
0: I'm sure it was but yeah, it's I just so. like it's all it's always good to get a little refresher on the boundaries yeah. you know emotional yeah. health all that stuff
1: welcome 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 to newborn life ladies. yeah <laughs> just... boundaries boundaries oh yeah
0: and you'll need them you'll need them
1: so <laughs> no one needs to come up and touch your baby in the store
0: no oh let's just say that you know honestly like what a time to have a baby because nobody ever tries to touch my baby or even talk to me and it's great just say. there we go So if you just have a baby during a global pandemic, then nobody will even try to touch your baby and you'll be fine. So, so chill.
1: Yeah. There
0: we go. There we go for being positive, Rachel. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's so funny because people will be like, oh my gosh, you had a home birth. Is it because of the pandemic? And I was like, no, I was always going to do that. But especially now, like especially then. Yeah. Thank goodness. And anybody else is like, oh, I might do one. And I'm like, yeah, you should. Like, pandemic aside do it it's better so much better please highly recommend
1: (laughs) (laughs) you know can we talk about circumcision really quickly
0: i would love to talk about because that's newborn life right
1: but i know that maybe we can do a full
0: episode on circumcision (sighs) we could but i'm scared for people to be deeply offended why though? I don't know.
1: I so I saw I saw a mom, um, just a friend of ours that just had a baby, and so I went over for LC help. Um, that's just kind of my gift to moms, right? Yeah, you're the best. And um, and then I don't have to pay, I don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> I'm like, hey, myself is the gift.
0: Yeah, but so then it's really convenient. But then for we me. <laughs> don't have to pay for an LC. And I, you know how many people I know that see exactly. like four LCs before they finally get to a good one. Well, I just had you come over. Yeah. And the easy peasy. Yeah, there we go. that's was good. that's was good to go. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Worth it. So yeah, and it helps me out. But yeah, I saw this mom and and um. And she said, yeah, we're going to plan on circumcision. And I, and you know what? And everyone, I'm like, yeah. Um, you know, and I kind of talked about my experiences with them and how I'm like, you know, I really wish that I had just more information before I made that big decision. Because it is a bigger decision than you think. Much, So I much gave her bigger. just... Yeah, so I didn't I don't think I offended her or anything. I mean we still talk, we're still friends, but I just kinda put it out there that hey, there's this website that you should look on um, before you make a decision and I wish I had had that website before I made my decisions. Um and it's the whole body no. what is it? The whole
0: Your whole baby my ba- dot org.
1: Your whole baby. Yes. I'm pretty sure I gave her the right the right one. But I'm
0: double checking it yeah, right it's now. Your whole baby. It is. Your whole baby.org. Okay, I was right. And yeah. I can't speak more highly of this website than ugh, do you want me to save it and we'll do an episode, actually?
1: No, I mean we'll talk a little bit briefly and then we can talk more about because I have things that I can talk about. I can talk about our experiences and talk about in depth like why I went on that website recently.
0: Okay. Um <sighs> you know? Yeah, definitely. I I get
1: But let's just touch on it. Well, yeah. I'm
0: just gonna touch on it and say it's very important. Go on it. And uh, yeah, like even if you're like, ew, no, like I will 100% circumcise. Cool. But I'm going to challenge you right now and say, do what you want. But if you choose to do it uninformed, I can't disagree with that decision more. You need to make informed decisions for your children that will affect them for their entire lives. That's kind of your job as a parent. Yeah. So if you want to make the decision, I will support you. But only if you choose to make that with information backing it. Because if you just go in blind, you're wrong. Sorry, you're wrong. So (laughs) I feel like I'm going to get hate for that. But I feel so passionate about this topic because of my lack of knowledge. And now what I've learned, it's just like, it hurts my stomach, the amount of people making huge decisions for their children's body parts without any information to back it other than like, it looks weird and I think it's different, but No, that's ignorant. Yeah. That's very yeah. ignorant and outdated. More than 50% of Americans, ch- America's children now are uncircumcised, almost more than 50%. So just yeah, be informed, please, please. Yeah. No, I'm for sure, <laughs> for sure. Be informed. OK, sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and even if you had all this information and you still chose. Um, to circumcise I mean that's your decision and at least you had all the information I mean I just tell moms that it's like yeah you have all the information about breastfeeding that breastfeeding is better um, and don't you can't hate on me for that that's just the facts but if you choose to do something else and that's that's fine that's your parental decision but then at least you can look back and be like okay at least I was informed like you said and then I made my decision and I can feel good about it yes either way exactly you know because I have
0: a girlfriend who she circumcised her first and she really regretted it and she went on my your whole baby and like learned a ton of stuff and like presented it to her husband and did not want to circumcise their second um but her husband was super against it and so she just let him make that decision which I don't not I don't have to agree with that because it's not my baby but Um, They decided to circumcise their second as well. And are we still friends? Yeah. And does it affect me in my daily life? No, not at all. So yeah, it's like none of my business. It's none of my business. But I'm just saying like your child's genitals are literally no one's business at all. But you need to make informed decisions.
1: Yeah, I'd love to do a full on detailed just experience with what I've dealt with with that. Um, because yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of moms are just like, oh, I did it and it's no big deal. And then there's me (laughs) with my experiences and, you know, you, then you kind of have to look back and be like, okay, maybe I should have been a little bit more informed on that. So anyway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel bad because I, I just, I just want to say here, like, I'm not trying to shame anyone whatsoever. But I do not care if you feel slightly offended at the fact that I'm challenging you to be informed. Good. I want to challenge people to be informed in all aspects of life, especially with parenthood. Lots of things I feel like you need to do a little research on. Um, So be offended all you want about that. But I will never judge you or give you a hard time if you make decisions differently than me. There's plenty of people in the world, including some of my very best friends, that make very... Different decisions than me when it comes to parenthood, but I still love them and respect them. Yes.
1: So. Exactly.
0: I think that's it. That took an intense turn.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys ever have any questions or want us to speak on something, um, I guess we have our outtakes now, right? I totally forgot about that. So never mind. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like we it's been such a long break i'm like oh wait no i don't have to say That's that it's pre-recorded yeah yeah so it was good to finally be back and thanks you guys for listening we really appreciate you guys so so much see ya
0: bye hey are you guys still there don't click out just yet alexa and i wanted to share a little bit about a company that we work with and that we love so much we wanted to share because we know that once you try these products, you're going to fall in love too.
1: We use their products in our homes as replacements for everything from traditional toxic cleaning products to personal care items.
0: We are talking about Young Living. And if you follow us on our personal Instagram pages, you've heard us rave all about Young Living products before, but we can't stop, won't stop.
1: Young Living's motto is seed to seal. We know and trust where our products are sourced, what science goes into producing them, and what standards the final products are held to. They're the only oily company with this promise and with a major focus on
0: sustainably producing quality products. We love knowing that all of our cleaning products, supplements, and scents in our home are safe, not only for us, but especially for our kids.
1: If you ever have any questions regarding Young Living products, please reach out to us this stuff is our jam.
0: If you were wondering how to buy products, make sure you follow the link in our Instagram profile or email us directly. We would love for you to be part of our team and we look forward to sharing all the knowledge we have gained over the many, many years of being part of the Young Living FAM. Shameless plug
1: over. Now head on over to the link in our Instagram profile to learn more about Young Living and to see what we're talking about. Let's ditch and switch those harmful products in our home and get you started on your non-toxic journey ASAP. Boom. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.